Welcome back to PDA. Today is June 27th. I'm here with, of course, Stefan Prince, Jake and Anderson. I'm like, done. Together we make up PDA. And we've got our first, I guess, alumni guest speaker, correct? Third guest. Come on. First Al- alumni. alumni. First alumni. Jake's I said alumni. alumni now. Second alumni. Okay, at the time, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, bringing back Keegan Rich. We need a cha-ching dollar sign button on there that you can do when we mention Keegan Rich. I would play around with the buttons, but I'm kind of scared with what some of them do, so I'm not going to lie. It's better <laughs> if I just do the applause. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Keegan, how's how's your summer going? How is the end of your track and field career? How Just how's life? What's um, going on? Well, life's good. Summer's been fine, but it's uh, going way too fast for summer, but... Uh, track career ended, eh, okay, not great, but it's it is what it is. So we'll move on. And you had a pretty pretty solid track career, though. I mean, let's be serious. Uh, yeah, you, you, it's not like you just kind of went through motions. Right. No, it so was, what, it was what, good. What what, do you, what was your favorite part about track and field when you competed in college? Like, what did you like most? Being teammates with Stefan Prince. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say being teammates with you. Stephon, you know, I know you hated me. I hated you as a teammate. Yeah, exactly. That's why you left, actually. Exactly. I left not because of anybody else, but purely because Jaken was annoying. It was purely because I was better than you. Now they're sharing a mic, and so this is going to be interesting, Steph. We might have to. I, I know we might have to break them up. <laughs> Um, so what, so as far as like your biggest takeaway from track and field though, like, what do you, what do you feel like you took away most from it in your experiences that all the experiences you had? I mean, biggest takeaway is just, you just got to work hard. You just can't go through the motions of anything, even in life. You just got to just be able to just get through the grind sometimes. And when I dealt with a lot of injuries the last two years, and so I didn't perform the way I wanted to, um, but just keep going you know just keep pushing through yeah was you, what was your favorite like jersey that you got to wear hey, this Ooh. is this is an important one because Stefan talked about hating the candy cane indiana ones <laughs> and and did you wear like what was the first of all what was the weirdest jersey that you wore i hope it's not a bethany one <laughs> but what was your favorite land uh, honestly i liked all the jerseys that i had um probably the favorite jersey though was the black Bethany one that we wore. Wow. Like, I, I, I the, like the, that jersey. The Adidas one that we the had Adidas that year? One. Oh, yeah, the, those, the, are, those are nice. Those the, are my favorite, The cross-country ones yeah. that we wore at KU. Yep, yep, those are my favorite. Those are yeah, my those, favorite. Those were legit. Because I like the Adidas top, and I like the Adidas bottoms. I'm yeah. not a big fan of, yeah. like, the Nike bottoms. The Nike bottoms, they don't fit the same. No. They're not as stretchy or it as comfortable. really, really tight, tight for some yeah. reason. So that's why I went to the, the, the short shorts. Last year, <laughs> this man jumped in two inch flies and nothing else. Yeah, so that can't be comfortable. <laughs> I, I, it was more comfortable that way than having the spandex on because when you got sand, you know, in there, you could just well, get I guess, sand yeah, out. with how tight it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so we've only had rookie of the year and athlete of the meet, um, past winners on as guests at this point. Jake Marzinski, Stephanie with <laughs> Keegan Rich. So we, we're going to need to expand our horizons here, yeah. Keegan. But um, what, what was your favorite event that you competed in? Obviously, you did a multi yeah. <laughs> at, at a few points. So the 1,500. 
I hated the 1500. <laughs> I hated it with a passion. Too long. Yeah, just too long. Man. Even Stefan agrees. <laughs> <laughs> Not long enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to slam the table, but that was just, yeah. Too many buttons. <laughs> You don't want to. I'm seriously scared I'm going to break something every time I come in here. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so it, would it be your, your best event? Is that Was that your favorite event or what was your favorite event? I, I, it's hard to choose one. We know your best event was long jump. My best event was long jump. But I, I really liked throwing javelin. Like javelin was fun to throw. Yeah. And it was really, but just shoulder injury, help, elbow injury, just kind of like. Too much pounding, because when I was at Wartburg, I was trying to multi, then I got hurt, and so then it was just jab, triple jump. I dabbled with some high jump. Hated high jump. It's just not my event. So, so when you did <laughs> you, jab, You did all right, right at high jump, though, when he threw you in that one. <laughs> so, so when you did jab, were you competitive in that conference? I was. I scored in the conference. Sweet. And, and that wasn't a great throw, because when I came back, so that was when I scored in the conference... It was after the multi. So I did the multi, little, day one, tired. day two. I had no legs day three for javelin. So I just, just armed everything. Still threw like 44 meters, but I throw. That's your baseball background. Yeah. All, all those those reps that you did with different arm. Yeah. <laughs> resistant arm bands. And yeah. Stuff. J bands, all that fun stuff. <laughs> Sweet. But yeah. So you, you also, you talked about like uh, holding the javelin a little bit different. So is this like a circle change up hold? Is this a. Two seam. Like, no, it's a straight talking? two seam. Two seam. Straight two seam. Yeah. You two seamed it. The jab. Oh yeah. That, yeah. No shot. Yeah. That's how he's gonna teach everybody. By the way, anybody interested in coming out for Bethany Lutheran College track and field, call one eight hundred Keegan. That is not a real number. Do not call that number. I cannot. But no. Here's the truth. Here's the truth, though. He'll 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 teach you how to how to throw it that way if that's the way that you wanna. Throw it too is what I yeah. have been hearing from yeah. Keegan. Because and for me it was just more natural because when I played baseball I came straight over the top having the outfielder background and with javelin you want to throw through the point and so for me it just felt more natural to throw it with just a straight two seam grip instead of trying to throw it like so do like you do like f- finger workouts then to like strengthen your yeah, he's just you doing should. finger curls the whole time. He's <laughs> just doing little <laughs> finger dumbbells That's what I'm to be able to just, what is, what is, just curl. How do you? How do you? Uh, Hundred a day. Actually, tr- the best thing to train for for fingers and grip strength is get a bucket of rice, stick your hand in there, and then do different. So, like, if you just in there, your hand just different hand, hand movements. Yep. Gotcha. Strengthen up the forearm. The forearm tendons. Jaken is going to be doing this no, all no, week. No, I was going to say Steph was because Steph is the one going like, oh, okay, yeah. Write that down. <laughs> hey, man, I'm taking just notes, taking it in, taking, taking it in. <laughs> um, really cool. Well, that, that's kind of fun that you got into Jav a little bit too, and I mean, obviously everything with Malta. How does how was pole vault for you? I like pole vault. I just it, wasn't good at it. I mean, this I is your interview, by the way. This is this like is this is the, your this job is interview. This gotcha. isn't a no podcast doesn't exist. This is for your job. So <laughs> answer carefully. Okay. Now I'm gonna have to rethink my whole. Where's your shirt and tie? <laughs> he's already wearing sandals into the office. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we he, all. He's, he's we taking all are. His, yeah. Oh, Jake's not. Jake, J- Jake you're the outsider right now. Yeah. Polka <laughs> for the win. Go with the local brand. At least the owner, right? 
Kara Goucher, isn't she like a... I'm just going to say yes. I don't actually know. Okay. Don't, yeah. Don't All confirm focus sponsorship. Well, um, for those of you that know Keegan that are listening to the podcast, uh, you know that he's got a massive uh, obsession with baseball as well. So we figure we might as well start with baseball talk on this show. And what better way to start it than College World Series since that just finished up? Um, Keegan. We're gonna we're gonna hear your take first because we all had takes on who was gonna win and how many games. I had LSU in three. Um, I'm not sure what happened again, by the way. Last night, did L- LSU, LSU won. Okay, they killed um, them. It wasn't close. I was shocked too because they didn't even have their ace going. No, I honestly they didn't even like have their ace going <laughs> for for how well they played in game two for Florida. I didn't think they were gonna get like I, I knew I felt that they were gonna lose game three, but I didn't think they were just gonna get blown out of the water. And just the way that they played yesterday, I was just like, wow. And after multiple <laughs> cod, podcasts, podcasts of talking about this a little bit, um, with Skern, is that his name, Keegan? Skern. Skern. Yes. I was shocked that he didn't even, like, he didn't even pitch. I don't even think he was available, honestly. Could you imagine, though? Like, they literally won the College World Series. Because he played, what, Friday, Thursday or something like that. Game. He pitched the full game. Like, that's going to wear on your arm. And I think, especially with the way that guys throw, like, even if, like, they followed the typically scheduled five, six days or whatever, like, it was still going to be tight just because he pitched the full game. Yeah. The game prior. So I I wasn't too surprised, but I was surprised that Florida wasn't even in the game. <clears throat> so, Keegan, what was going into the College World Series? What was the team that you kind of wanted to see go far? And then when it got down to the College World Series, Final Eight, like, who did you really think was going to, like, pull it out? So I'm a sucker for underdog stories. So I was pulling for Oral Roberts the whole way. The whole way. The whole way. The whole way. Yeah. 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 Nothing. Nothing. I knew knew you too well. (laughs) I knew that's exactly where he was going. My two teams going in was Oral Roberts and TCU, but then they were in the same bracket, so then – I really wanted to see Oral Roberts, and then I didn't think really anybody could see LSU get. LSU was just, I think, too good on that bottom side. Even with Wake Forest, I just, Wake Forest was really good pitching, and I watched a couple of Wake Forest games, and I just, just something about their demeanor I just didn't like. I don't know why. I just didn't, didn't it, like it's, it. It's like that sometimes. Yeah. With, you it's know, just, sports teams are They were a little overconfident, you think, going A little in. too, as my dad would say, too hot doggy. <laughs> so two Phoenix Suns. Shout out to Mr. Rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good so yeah. my dad and I watched a lot of the College World Series together and like our main like whole ordeal, because he's old school baseball player. I grew up playing like old school baseball players. So like I just one day we we're just yelling at the TV and I go, Do they just like not teach fundamentals anymore? Because like one kid almost got picked off at first base. And it irritated me because when he slid back, you're supposed to slide back with your inside hand to the back of the bag. And he slid inside hand, front of the bag. And I was just like, I just like, I just went off. And my dad was just like, they don't teach them fundamentals anymore. (laughs) Keegan's got just a bucket of baseballs to throw at the TV, picks up the jab instead by accident and chucks it. It's thrown it the same way now. So what is, when you watch a game with your dad at home, is there just, are you guys just talking the entire time about the fundamentals and uh, like frustrated about just Nit- nitpicking? Because that's not it. something I'm nitpicking the game. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's not even fun to watch. <laughs> like, it, no, it's, it's sometimes fun to watch because like sometimes we'll like be watching game and like we won't see anything for like three, four innings, like nothing said. 
and then something will happen and we'll just be like, well, why did they do that? That makes no sense. <laughs> or like, we'll be like situations. It'll be like, for somebody on first, it'll be like fourth or fifth inning and you know, not much has been said. That's like, God won him over, right? I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. You can't get nothing going, so maybe try to get something going. So, like, I bunted a lot in my days of playing baseball, so I'm always a fan of bunting and push bunting and bunting for hits. and just. You like the speed on the base. Yeah. I just like watching teams get after it and forcing the other team to make mistakes. Yeah. So, speed kills, right? Yeah. It really, it really does. So Oral Roberts, and then you said you, when you got to the, the last eight, you kind of were thinking LSU was going to I, win. Yeah, just I thought LSU just had the best offensive team, and they could do it different ways as far as hitting home runs. I didn't like Florida because too one-dimensional. They, if they weren't hitting home runs, they weren't scoring runs. So I just didn't like in game two of the College World Series. They got hot and scored so many runs. I mean, they were just. Ball is flying out. They had a they had a grand slam, the first grand slam, and uh, what is it, the College World Series championship like round? Yeah, yeah, and like it, TD Ameritrade where they play, the wind's either blowing straight in or straight out. There's like no no difference, and so if the wind's blowing in, LSU can score runs, beat you many different ways. Florida was really just one dimensional with the bats. So, and I didn't like their pitching staff for Florida. One and two are really good. Number three, the kid that also played first base, every time my dad and I watched him play, he'd always struggle. Like, I don't know what it was, but, like, he still had a sub-2 ERA for the last, like, three weeks of the season. But whenever my dad and I watched him play, just had a really hard time getting out of the first inning. So that's why they lost. <laughs> I'm not saying that's why they lost. It's, it's, out, the, there. it's out there now. Because the kid's a left-handed pitcher throws, you know, <laughs> high 90s with good off-speed stuff. But for some reason, that first inning is just – <laughs> a jinx for him, man. That's rough. But still hits, I mean, massive bombs. Pitched. Game three for him. Okay. And the yeah, the guy that had the Bohemian Rhapsody fastball at the end of the first inning. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 95 at your face. like, And it's with the shadows, too. So, like, you're picking up, you're picking up. It gets, like, 20 feet out in front of you, and it's just gone. Just in thin air and like it literally almost came and hit the guy in the face did and you watch like the umpire view? swung yeah the ump cam the is ridiculous cam? too that was like, new this year right the no it's camera, been a, that's been that? a thing always at world series past couple years now with okay. the ump cam at um yeah the ump cams are, are they are crazy because like I'll, like one thing you're just watching the game and the next thing you know you're on the ump cam and you're just like behind <laughs> behind this is crazy you know yeah, this was, I think, maybe, like, the first College World Series that, like, I watched some of the ump can in that sense. Because I know they had it on um, ESPNU. So, that was kind of fun. Yeah. But very different. And, yeah, definitely cool. But um, final thoughts on college baseball. Hey, do, do you think it's, I mean, obviously, LSU's got a few going first round, top two, potentially. <laughs> with their I'm disappointed in. in the last game. That's all I'm going to say. If the LSU players don't go one, two, I will be extremely shocked. And if it, that's, I'm saying that because Skeen's could start tomorrow. Is Skeen, is Skeen going to play this year? Cause I've heard a lot of different things about saying, Hey, you got to rest them because you just had a long season. So, or do you, do you, is the team that brings him in? Cause it's gotta be, if the team that's getting him is horrible, <laughs> right? What's right. the point of really? Yeah, exactly. It's, if the pirates draft him one, and let's say it's it's August, and they're still in the race. Y- you call them up. 
because he would help you win games. But right. I would rest him till then. But if the if fans the, to get the fans in the seats, you'd probably play them at some point, right? Right. Or, but I still think it, I still think it's too early though because you're talking about they play what sixty games and he's throwing it literally just about every series and stuff like that that they play and whatnot. And then he just goes through this long run, and then you want him to come and play major. Like, that's just a lot in a year. I get the sense of, like, if they're in the race, you're going to throw them and stuff like that. I still think it's too early. Like, I just – I the last thing you would want to do is to, you know, have him sign the contract. He rests. You go and throw him. He plays great a couple of games, and all of a sudden he gets Tommy John. He's out two years. Teams aren't scared of Tommy John anymore, and, and they've shown that. As far as the Rangers signing to Grom, they just people aren't as scared of the Tommy John as they used to be. I was talking to my cousin that I just visited, Colby, who's a baseball player down in Oklahoma, Westland. And the way I saw the Skeens thing going is the same thing that happened with, it was a kid named Finnegan, I think, for the Royals back in, when they won the World Series, when they won that run, 2013. Pitched in College World Series, came in and came out of the bullpen. I think you could see Skeens do that role for Pittsburgh, maybe be a bullpen arm. I don't think he'll start. If he starts many 20, games, it'll be. 2015, yeah. I think it was 2015. Yeah, 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 2015, yeah. Yeah, whenever they went on their World Series runs yeah, and yeah. went, you know. Piston College World Series came in, became in a bullpen arm. I, you could see that happen with Skeens if, let's say. His size, though, too. Like, he just screams starting pitcher to me. Yeah, but as if you're just concerned about the arm health. You just yeah. give him some innings in the bullpen if you really want him to. Then you get into the question of, well, then we won't have as many years of control under his contract. So then there's another reason that you won't see him this year probably. Yeah. Is there any way that, and this goes for everybody here, but like is there any way that we see him going to a team that's relevant in some trade in some way to get him in a bullpen for a team that is relevant? I'll before it, the end of the season. I'll put it this way. A lot of times, typically, you won't see top prospects moved, even after, like, one, you just typically don't see draft picks traded in the MLB. It's not like the NBA or the NFL or different things like that where draft picks get traded. Two, I don't think you see a top prospect like Skeens traded unless it's for a Corbin Burns or... Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, Justin, like, unless it is for, like, the top of the top, uh, cream of the crop pitching arms in the major leagues, you won't see guys traded like that. I think if Pittsburgh is in the race, like Keegan said, we maybe see him in the bullpen, but I still think, like, with things like club control um, and different things like that, we probably would have to wait until next year to maybe see him up at the majors, but... yeah. I wouldn't, if they're, with the way that um, deadlines work and whatnot, if somebody is like, say, the Tampa Bay Rays because they win at their trades, Tampa Bay is like, all right, Pittsburgh, we want Skeens, we'll give you these players and whatnot. We could see them in October playing for the Rays because the Rays just always win their trades. Like, you saw the Paredes thing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm laughing because you bring up Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay, and those two teams like to trade between each other a lot, and... Every trade, it seems like Tampa Bay is winning. <laughs> like, it's, it's literally Tampa Bay has a thing with the central divisions in the MLB because they trade a lot with Milwaukee. They trade a lot with Pittsburgh. They trade a lot with Detroit, N- Minnesota, another team. Like, they just look at the central teams and are just like, yeah. yeah. 
And they traded with the St. Louis Cardinals at one point. And the Cardinals, yeah. They, because they got, good, they got good years out of fam when he Central went down there. Central teams are normally sellers. <laughs> so, I, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's just, yeah. they're, they're always looking. <laughs> they're always yeah. looking. What um, money do we have? <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Well, St. Louis has beer money. That's it. They got the beer money. But no, that's no, it. no, no, no. Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee has beer money. They both have beer money. There. St. Yeah. Louis has done a little bit better with their beer money through the years. So what? They have a World Series trophy. We have beer. <laughs> <laughs> we have a slide, okay? We have a slide in left field. Just a plug for Wisconsin. I'm going there in two weeks. Oh, Leave me alone. <laughs> um, great. Let him be excited. <laughs> hey, man, we won against the Mets last night. Shout out Joey Weimer. So, do we know when is the MLB draft? Do we even do we have uh, a date on that? All Star Week, I think. Typically, it's, it's like, sometime in July. It's like the is that the second week in July? I, I think it is because they moved okay. it back because it used to be during the College World Series mm-hmm. and now they moved it back. Because, okay. so, like, this is what my dad and I we watch baseball all the time. So we were watching the combine the other day, the MLB draft combine. So you got these high school kids going out there and you know hitting all the time, and we see some of these kids and we're like, yeah, kid can play, you know. And then we saw this one kid. Skinny kid, didn't expect much for him to hit, and he's hit two balls, Exavilo over 100 out at Arizona, in Arizona. <laughs> and I was just like, and he's like the 70th-some prospect. I'm like, geez, these kids are just getting so good because they're using wood bats, and they're just playing wood bat leagues all the time. They just wood bat all the time, just wood bat, wood bat, wood bats, wow. in, wood bats in their hand. And, like, I was talking to my dad, and he's like, we never held a wood bat till I started playing Pro ball. So my dad played high school ball, played Legion ball, and then went straight to play minor league ball for the San Francisco Giants organization. So he's like, when I got there, it, it's just so different. Like, the crack of the bat's different. Like, when you're trying to judge the ball in the outfield, it's so much different. The game's so much faster. Like, you're taking that big step from high school to even just A ball is just unbelievable. Because he was playing with guys like Chili Davis and Rob Dio. Those are the two big names they played for, played with. And He's in the game's just crazy. But then there's these kids, and we're watching them come in, and they were throwing the balls from shortstop, and one kid topped out 100 miles an hour from, from shortstop to first base, throwing 100 miles an hour. And it's Jeez. just like, what, what, what are these giving these kids? And they're not, like, they're not like big. Some of these kids are just like stream beans, and they just throw hard. And it's just weird. Jeez. Just seeing it. I say, I say a lot comes in with like the technology, you know, that, that they have, not just in baseball, but in sports in general now, right? Like er- everything is just you know, it, it's just getting better every year. Everything is just getting better. Technology is getting better, um, which helps with a lot of the athletes that are coming up because now they have more resources to use. Um, and they're able to start at a younger age than obviously. I mean, traveling leagues are literally for kids that are in grade school and stuff all over the country. I'm not saying they weren't before, but I feel like everything that's all the, the programs and the systems that are set up now for kids to really like get yeah, a lot yeah. of, experience in the sport are getting they're getting all that nowadays too. Right. experience and exposure because now you have yeah. like pbr which is pro baseball prep and then you have um your perfect game and so like people are just going all the time just playing playing baseball and like even when i was i was coaching 13 new kids up in south dakota one summer and that's just it's just crazy like what we got to put them through and it's just you got certain things they want them to work on, and you're just preparing them for Legion ball, which isn't even like 
exposure, but they just take it so seriously because it's, you know, it's Legion Bowl, which they don't have as much in Iowa anymore, mm-hmm. which is kind of a bummer because that's when my dad said it was, like, the most fun to play was what's Legion Bowl because you just go out and you just show up, just play games, just just play baseball. They don't have Legion Bowl anymore? Not in Iowa because all our high school season is in the summer. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's right. Legion yeah. Ball has just gone. Mm-hmm. It, Iowa's got everything mixed up. It, it, yeah. You said you're the, – the, so they're having baseball going on right now for the high school. Yeah. Yeah, for they Iowa. Would, they would have track during, the, track during the school year and then baseball and softball during the summers, right? Yeah, so how that worked is – so like right after Drake weekend, practices would start for baseball. So I'd be going to track practice, and then right after track practice, I'd go, you know, go play baseball. Go to practice. And then after state, we'd have our first, like, weekend of games in, in baseball. And, and you, after you graduate and you walk, you still have, like, you still whole have season, season in front of you. It's really – it's odd. So, in Iowa, you can play <laughs> – so, you can play varsity ball as an eighth grader in Iowa. You, you can do that here, too. Yeah. So, like – but the eighth graders are specifically part of the high school program. It's weird because – they're technically going to be freshmen, but then so your seniors also can stick around. It's just, it's so odd. So JV programs are all in the summer too, though? Yeah. And like, ju- it, what about junior high? Isn't that like seventh, eighth grade? Our team didn't have that, but like it was still summer. Anything right. school affiliated was okay. in the summer. It's just weird. I think part of it is because they didn't want to take away from track because they wanted to put on a good track spectacle for Drake Relays. Because yep. you have Drake Relays and they don't want to take track kids away from that. Yeah. So, um, just back to like one more, one more thing about draft, uh, for MLB is for the average baseball fan, what rounds are typically going to be the rounds where guys are going to be picked and coming into the league in the next like year or so, or like what, what round does it get to where it's kind of just like, okay, these guys are going single a, and they're probably not going to be up here for five to 10 years versus next couple of years guys it's all just different it just depends because like there's going to be some high school kids drafted top five picks that won't see the league for five four years or yeah like four or five years because they're 18 years old some of them won't make it till they're 23 and they'll start in rookie ball and then they'll go to their their a and then they'll during the winter months they'll be down in arizona in prospect leagues so they'll be just playing baseball all the time just trying to get them ready to just used to that change because you know you're going from high school ball straight to pro ball, and it's just going to be a big difference. So, like... The game change, I'm guessing, would be, like, 120 games. <laughs> yeah. Right? 100, 160, right? How many games is it? No, 162? No, I'm, I'm saying the difference between... Oh, yeah, the difference, the difference between, between high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which a lot of them are playing games all the time Sorry. anyway. So they're just, you know, they're probably used to that grind, but just the speed is just... And then you're just on a bus all the time. Every day, yeah. yeah. You're on the bus, and you're sleeping on the bus, and... So, yeah, one thing to keep in mind, too, the MLB draft is 20 rounds, right? It's, it used it's to be really like 40 or something like that. But then COVID happened. They kind of shrunk it down a little bit. And I mean, like you can said a lot of times to it really honestly just depends upon rated development because you have like the NBA draft where it's two rounds. So you're going to have guys coming up right away and being, you know, role players off the bench or starters or whatnot. Um, you'll have the NFL draft where you get a big mix, too, of practice squad guys and different things like that. The MLB, there's like 
five leagues below it and whatnot. And then you also have to factor in international free agents and signings and development leagues and college and college and then signing those guys. And then high school too, they can get drafted right out of high school. So like you're going to get so much more development time in the MLB compared to other leagues Yeah, to be able to just honestly slowly improve your craft. It's not as uh you don't need to have as rapid a succession as we've seen some guys have. Um, sure. I'm thinking of uh, Zach Neto, who literally spent, I think, three months down in uh, rookie ball or something like that and then was on a major league roster before, like, he, I think it was six months he was already up to a major league roster playing for the Angels. So so kind of kind of back to my question then. So, like, when it, when it is the first couple rounds are those the guys that are being picked where when they graduate from high school when they that the expectation is that they're just going to be that they're going to be playing for that major league organization right away is that what the first couple rounds are in major league baseball drafting or is it just first round is kind of like the studs of everybody regardless of age and those kids are the ones that have the expectations for or does that reach to like round three four or five it all just part. depends on the team situation. So, like, some teams will go straight with high school. They just want their high school kids. They just – some of them don't like dealing with the college kids. It also depends on how much money they want to spend because you have your bonuses. So you have – each team has a, a allowance to spend on their rookies. And, like, Skeens might take up $10 million of that budget. Like, he might get a signing bonus for $10 million. Like, that's not out of the realm because some guys are getting eight. And Pittsburgh might look at that and be like, that's going to hamper, like, the rest of the kids we can choose in this draft class. So, like, we can't pick Skynes because we want we want to build this team deeper. So, like, some team's going to be like, yeah, we'll take him, and then that's going to hurt the rest of our, rest of our draft because we're going to try to sign these lower-budget players because we don't have the money to sign. Sure. So – what a lot of teams will try to do is, I think it was, I think it was like Boston, like two, three years ago, they went with a high school kid at a shortstop position instead of a college kid because they knew they could sign him for less money and then still sign and draft better players at the end of rounds two, rounds three, rounds four, down to 20. Okay. And that also helps because like some high school kids, even some college kids, like if they're drafted, let's say from round five to round 20, if they aren't getting the money that they want, they'd just be like, I'm not signing, I'm going back to college, or I'm going to college. Okay. So one through five is really where you're going to see guys that are like kind of getting closer to being in the league. Five through 20 is more like... Flip of a coin almost. Yeah. Okay. You're you're kind of taking the fire, hoping that they turn into something that you could even just trade down the line to. Like this yeah. could be a trade chip or something like that. Um, obviously, if you find a diamond in the rough, great, fantastic. Um, think of guys like, um, I think Corbin Burns was one of those um, guys who, like, they kind of took a flyer on him. He wasn't really a high draft pick, turned out to be a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, you also get guys like Kumar Rocker from Vanderbilt when Vanderbilt had Jack Leiter and, like, this super awesome rotation. He ended up having some injury stuff, and I don't think the Mets signed him, so then he just went into, like, a, what was it, like a free agency pool or something? Like, he didn't go back to college, I don't think. No, so he ended up playing just, like, semi-pro ball. So he played for, like, I think the Mudcats is what it ended up being. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was, like, a college instructional league where, like, the Moondogs almost, kind of like some league like that, and he just played over the summer. And then 
So Texas drafted Lido with the second pick. Then the next year they had pick three, and they decided to draft Kumar the next year because, well, they could sign him for somewhat cheap, and they knew that Texas Rangers do not care about elbow injuries. They just don't. They, that's that's why they spend so much money on DeGrom. And the Rangers are my <laughs> team, so like I'm happy to see him in first place, but we spend so much money just on just pitching because, well. You need it. We need it, and that's why we're doing so good this year, the Rangers, because Evaldi's been great, and it's been awesome to see. But they really like their pitching, and they decided to go with Lighter and get Rocker back. And mm-hmm. I think you'll see – a lot of people have given Leiter a hard time because he struggled in double-A. They sent him from Vanderbilt straight to double-A Frisco. And double-A is, like, double-A is like the new triple-A, and triple-A is like MLBB. Like, yeah. that's how good the triple-A rosters are. That's how many good baseball players there are now. And so he really struggled in double-A, and now he's finally turned that switch, and he got it back to where he's starting to pitch better. But um, I was talking to my cousin, Colby, and he uh, – he saw Corbin Carroll play for a double-A Tulsa. And his teammate at Oakwood went to high school with Carroll, and he went from double-A, spent like three weeks in triple-A, and was like in the show. Because triple-A is like basically <laughs> it's MLB now because the players are so good. So they a lot of kids yeah. jump from double-A to major leagues, and now Corbin Carroll's a dark horse MVP candidate in the NL as a rookie. I love, I love Corbin Carroll. A lot. Jake has this. Like, I do. Like, he has a stuffed animal. He's so much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we ain't going that far. But he's so much fun to watch. You talk about speed kills. Like, this dude has no business catching, you know, little flare pop flies and whatnot that usually are hits. He just takes them away. It's ridiculous. He also did it to the Brewers, but, like, still, it's ridiculous. He's fun to watch. Him and L.A.D. Cruz are fun to watch because they're just so fast. All right, I have a question, though. So... We're talking about the draft, right? Go blue. <laughs> God. You just had to do it. Dude. We didn't get it last episode. <laughs> you say it more than Stephon does <laughs> right? now. We didn't get it last episode. Hey, I'm making he, up for okay. it. He's a new fan. You know, we're, 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 we're turning Jake. Nope, turn that fan. M upside down. Go uh, Badgers. Look at this. So, <laughs> so talking about the draft, right? Do you think, do you think since like most sports, obviously you got to go a year or multiple years in college before you actually get into like the big leagues, right? Do you do you think that it should be the same way for baseball, or do you think it's still good for you know high school kids coming out and being able to make their impact on like you know major leagues and stuff like that? I, I like it because a lot of high school players can play. Like they they they, they can play. Yeah. Like high, like Jackson Holiday is might be in the major leagues. He probably could be in the major leagues right now. Let's be real. He's that good. I'll ask that question after. Well, okay, okay, so for for, no, for no, that the I average like, baseball fan, give a background on just who Jackson Holiday is for so, people that. So Jackson Holiday know. is Matt Holiday's son, and he played Rockies, and he played for um, Cardinals. Cardinals, a bigger guy by the way, and his son is not very big, but you can tell he's a Holiday just by the forearms, which is crazy because he has these huge forearms, but he's a literal twig. Jackson is. It's it's fun, but he's really good shortstop player. Um, good defensive skills. Um, his uncle coaches at Oklahoma State, who great college program. So this kid's been playing baseball since probably since he could walk. Like he probably was born with a bat in his hands. Like just came out the womb. Just right away, I got a bat. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. But he just he has every tool that you would want in a player. He's just and he's good on the mental side. And I saw him play the other day, 
and doesn't look like he'd hit the ball far, but he still hits the ball far because he has really strong hands. Yeah, and, and I think that's maybe part of Stefan's question too is like these high schoolers come out and they're not like developed strength-wise or physically maybe as much as some of the like Major League Baseball like right. players that are playing year-round. So yeah. is that is that something that you think along the lines isn't a big deal? Not really because like in baseball it's not really like you have to be strong, but like sometimes – Baseball, I mean, it's not a it's physical. Just, it's not a physical sport where you're pushing on people like basketball, yeah, or like right. hockey, but it's, or and football. that's why you kind of like see like these kids in basketball, like they they sometimes struggle because they just these like nineteen year old kids they just aren't developed to go up against somebody like LeBron, you know, who's right. just a man. Yeah. The the only reason that I'm asking this question is because like when I was in high school, there's actually a kid that I went to high school with that got drafted. Yeah. At high school, he was like a third round pick. Um. So like I I was just wondering because like he's not he was drafted by the Cincinnati Reds. Right. Gotcha. Like, like right now he's in like the minors. Yeah. And I think he'd be like 25 at this moment. Yeah. Right. So that's why I was just wondering, like, like would it, how much of a difference would it be if he would have just went to college first and then went and, and, and so let's say got developed a little bit more. Right. And it just depends on the system you go to. Cause like, and it depends on how much money is invested in that player. Cause like when my dad signed his contract, he was, Supposed to go to Winterball. That was this. That was his promise. He was signed right out of high school, and they said, "I'm gonna take him to Winterball." Well, he didn't get that in his contract, and they took Rob Deere instead, who was their first round pick, because they had money invested. So a lot of times, these kids you'll see sometimes get pushed on the back shelf just because you don't know how much money they have invested to in them. And kind of one thing I saw is so like, we all remember kind of Oscar Traveris, if we remember that name. He was. Cardinal prospect, really good prospect, was number one prospect for a while. Fortunately, died, rest in peace. But he, I watched him play single A ball. And he was in that single A program for about four years. And then just took off. And it was it was fun to watch him because he hit a ball oppo, oppo taco that night. And it was, wind was blowing in. And it was just like, this, this dude was going to be a really good ball player. <laughs> but he was signed when he was like 17, I think. He was signed when he was 17. Played a long time, and the reason we went to watch him was because we went to watch Colton Wall play. Colton Wall was first round pick that year, so we, you know, my dad and I love watching single A ball. It's just you get to watch these kids that are coming up, and it's usually really good baseball still. So some of these kids just they take a while, and baseball is such a weird sport. You just kind of have to get ABs, like you just you got to get ABs. So like, especially from a hitter standpoint. They like to get them in earlier than later because they're going to get more ABs in a minor league system than they will in college. Now, pitching, pitchers are sometimes better off going to college. Like, take Skeens, for instance. He. I mean, his exposure was huge this year, obviously. And borderline first round pick last year would have been. Like, they probably would have projected him, you know. They projected him this year to be uh, borderline first round. Has a great year. Now he's going to be a top two pick. Probably should be one. Yeah. But it's just pitchers, sometimes less is more because the more innings you get on your shoulder, your elbow, it just starts to wear you out. Your legs start to go a little bit. That's why you have the life on a pitcher sometimes is low. Sure. So. Well, I think this takes us a little bit to like Major League Baseball talk because we've been moving that way from the college world series baseball talk and college baseball now, not to 
major leagues. So what I wanted to, to do is do a little believe it or not session uh, for major league baseball teams that maybe uh, poised to make the the playoffs and and kind of what we or what you guys think um, on where people are on where teams are right now and uh, if you believe in them or not of having a postseason run. So um, we're going to go through a few. I think uh, just to uh, preface all of this a little bit, currently right now there are four teams going from the AL East to the playoffs, <laughs> which when we talked earlier it was three, I think, last week. So that that's now shifted to four. Um, so I think, you know, you, you get to that point we talked about um, – Unfortunately, we're like the Red Sox are in that division, and it it sucks because they're three out of a playoff spot right now. So are they going to be buyers or sellers? Um, I think time will tell, but for the most part, I feel like Red Sox are typically buyers. Wait, wait, wait. Keegan, Rangers, buyers, or sellers? <laughs> I don't think they're going to do much, actually, but they will buy if they need to. But okay. I don't think they'll do Continue. much. Continue. Um, so I guess the, the other... <laughs> The other division <laughs> that, that we're seeing a lot of, um, I, I guess, interesting things in is, is definitely the NL West with the Dodgers sitting in third in that, um, thanks to, to a couple of ex-Boston players um, and Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez. Um, so I, I guess maybe I'm cheering for the Dodgers a little bit. <laughs> they're, they're, sitting, I, they're sitting three games back right now. I could, if, so. I could, I could put a Dodger jersey on for yeah. the playoffs if the Boston Red Sox don't make it. This man is such a Fairweather fan. <laughs> no. What? This no, man I'm, votes I'm with his guy. heart. His I'm heart. just going to put it out there. He puts his heart, his heart, his heart into everything. Heart on his sleeve, guy. man. Oh, look, look at it. Look at Mookie Betts is on the Dodgers. Where's my jersey? No, I'm not, not going to cheer for the Dodgers until playoffs if the Red Sox aren't in. Anyway, um, going back to what this session is about right now. Uh, so I don't even really need to ask about the Rays. I'm pretty sure everybody's on the bandwagon for them getting to the playoffs. They're, they're already trying to, they're already trying to trade for everybody and their grandma. So yeah, I'm, I'm a buyer in the race. Um, so what I do want to say is who, who, who do you believe in, in the AL East outside of the Rays right now? Because that is a jumbled mess between the, I mean, yes, the Orioles are sitting in a prettier position. Um, but at the end of the day, you've got the Yankees, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox behind you. So who do you believe in in that division right now? Hot take. I don't believe in the Yankees, and I haven't for the last month. Keegan just became my favorite person in the world. I just, <laughs> Well, for one thing, Judge is out now, and that team goes. Injury. It's a toe, toe, toe injury. injury. Yeah, yeah, toe and ligament in the toe. And that team goes with, with Judge. Like, if Judge isn't playing well, that team doesn't. They don't, they You're don't right. Do well. The Yankees have no bats. <laughs> okay, kidding. Okay, well, kidding. Uh, other question. <laughs> so, it's about the Yankees. Yeah. Do you, Do you see them winning a World Series in Judge era? Uh no, I don't actually. Judges, Judge. We got to remember, Judge is thirty-one, I believe. Yep. Well, he didn't because become he didn't, a star he until like, he was like twenty-five or twenty-six or something. He didn't even yeah, get called until like 20, he was twenty-six. Twenty-six, and then he became something twenty-seven, twenty-eight, and then he got his contract. Wasn't it twenty-nine? No, he one. didn't get one until literally like last There's, year, yeah, I think. Last year. So yeah. okay, but yeah, so he's <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of time to be great, great right. for sure. And now, besides like a DH, you're starting somewhere. to see the injuries starting to pile up. Yeah, and the Yankees are just an injury plagued roster. Like, let's be honest, Jeez. you got Garrett Cole, you got Giancarlo Stanton, who 
every time my dad and I are watching a game and Giancarlo Stanton comes up, it's like, has that guy played a full season yet? And I go, I don't think so. This is I, the LA I, Clippers on a diamond. I don't think so. <laughs> but, but he has won an MVP. <laughs> He did win an MVP. <laughs> but my dad's talking about, like, New York days. Like, yeah. they signed New York. Yeah. Has he done anything? Like, no, he stays, like, pretty much off and on the so you're So do you, you don't think the Yankees will make the playoffs? You're, you're not a believer that they'll make the postseason? I think they could sneak in just because the rest of the AL is just so bad. Like, the AL Central is terrible. Right, um, the AL Central should only have one team. But I'm, it's it's going to depend on Houston. But Houston is also dealing with injuries. Mm, 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 but, I mean, the Angels, mm, mm, the Houston. Nope, 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 nope. Here's who beats out the Yankees. It's the Angels. It is the Angels. The moves that they are making, and yeah. right now they're on a tear. I think they keep going because they're going to be motivated to keep Shohei. Two and MVP also Mike Trout on their roster. This has, to be, this has to be Mike Trout's year to do anything. This has to be it. Is if he, he wants to do anything, no, it's just he's just, getting no. so old in his career. He's been up since, what, 2012, right? Yeah. 2012? Yep. If he's going to do anything, now is the time because you're not guaranteed Shohei, who is the best player on the planet right now after this year. You're not guaranteed that. Who knows what the roster is going to look like next year. They're adding a bunch of pieces right now. Eduardo Escobar, uh, Mike Moustakis adding a couple of bats. Um, there is no other... Another guy time. from the Royals run in 2015. Congrats. There is no other time <laughs> to make a run if you're Mike Trout than right now. So that's who I think beats out the Yankees. I'm not a believer in the Yankees. Okay, this, not a believer yeah. in the Yankees. No, this is this is the year for the Angels. But So do you think four teams get in from the AL East then? No. Three. You, you're, so you're saying the Blue Jays, the Orioles, and the Rays from the AL East, those are teams you're believing in? I can't believe in the Blue Jays either. Okay, Honestly, no. I can't. Okay, so Rays and Orioles. I think. Yeah, I think how this is going to end up is you'll have Tampa. I think you'll have. I think you'll have Baltimore. Whoever wins the Central, that that jumbled mess. Okay, so 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 Central. Okay, yeah, just continue. Just, I guess Central. Just I'm just skipping over that for now. We can get into that later. <laughs> uh, Texas Rangers will will be a playoff team. I think Houston will get it figured out once Jordan Alvarez gets back. Because he's he's kind of like their Aaron Judge, but they still have we a little bit more. We pitching. can't count out Houston though; they're always there. They're always there, exactly. Yeah, and they still have. I think the I think I'm with Jake and the Angels. It has to be this year. If it's not this it year, it has to be. Well, if it's not, I mean, even if it is, I still think Shohei is moving. I still think he's leaving the Angels, and I'm going to keep saying it, Jake. He's going to the Dodgers. Go blue. Jaken, do you just cheer for every team Stefan talks about or likes? I know you're not the one saying that right now. I know you're hey, not. It's just I'm, me rubbing but off. Does on it them. make sense why I said what I said? At least. No. What? I'm not having you it. You're all about Brogdon for the Celtics. Yeah. Because he was a buck. What? He the Jay Bucks Martin made him good. The Celtics ruined him. Unbelievable. Hey, it, it is about the system that. that you get put in place in. So, that is true. So, I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, he's not going to yeah. get that much time over Jalen Brown. And <laughs> Anyways, right. So, all right, you're AL. Okay, so I think Houston and Angels, they have to get it done this year. But Toronto could also be – Toronto, if they get hot with the bats, will be good. And who do you think Toronto would rival then? Who do you think is the last two teams – because you, you talked about seven teams if you're putting Toronto – in the mix. So you've talked about the Rays, the Orioles, the Blue Jays, 
an AL Central team, mm-hmm. the Rangers, the Astros, and the Angels. Uh, it's going to come down to Angels and Blue Jays, I think, for the last spot. Interesting. Okay. And maybe maybe the Yankees, but I Who do you believe in more than between the Angels and Blue Jays? You, you said the Angels? I, I believe... Well, if I had to choose a team to believe in, I would believe in Toronto more because they've done it more often, and they have veterans like Springer that... They've gotten there. Do the Angels bring the rally monkey back? This is the more important question. Do they bring the rally monkey back? And does Aaron, Darren Erstead make an appearance if they if they go to the playoffs this year? I think to do anything. Does like, Keegan know any will. of this? Do, do you have, you're just too young for all of this. You don't know about the rally monkey? Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. He's not a baseball fan. <laughs> we just spent 48 minutes talking about basically baseball and track, and you're telling me. You don't know about the rally monkey? No. Okay, Keegan's going to do his homework, <laughs> and we're going to have to just have him on another time. Um, so, okay, so we got his. Jaken, what, what, do you see anything different from what Keegan was? I firmly believe that there will be an AL Central team in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing Jaken knows so far, and I, get, I guarantee you correct. <laughs> who's, who's coming out of the AL Central for you? See, I could say anybody except the Royals, and you'd probably be like, yeah, okay, I could see it. Um, <laughs> honestly. The most you, even I'm team going, right now is the Twins. Yeah, and that's literally because they are even 500. Like, but they're pitching, I think, Maeda's back. Look, and, honestly, like, the Twins go as their bullpen goes and their bats. If The Twins are the only team to strike out, I think, in two plus games, having sixteen plus strikeouts in a game, this might be the like, their batters. It's horrendous. Suck. Their batters have been horrible, and 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 I'd rather be horrible in the first half of a season than the second half of a season. It's if not it about, comes how to just how you, about how you finish, right? Yes, they sir. need to. Uh, I, but I think I think when it comes down to pitching this year for the Twins, this might be the first year in a long time that their pitching is better than Cleveland's pitching. Yes, and overall. I think I think for Minnesota, so you can Bieber's rest on that. probably better than most of the... My thing is, is I don't know if they're going to be aggressive and try to go get bats and say this will be our year, looking up the order and seeing, all right, yeah, everybody in the AL East has a better record than us. Three teams, almost four teams in the AL West have a better record than us. Like, do you just stand pat and say, all right, we're going to try to ride this out. If we make the playoffs, great. If we don't, we're going to try to develop next year. Um, I think for who comes out in the central will be the twins. That's the team I believe is the best set up. They're not going to do anything, but I think that's the team that's best set up in the AL East. I believe in the race. I believe in the Orioles. Um, yeah, sorry. Yankees and Red Sox blue Jays. I just, this is, I feel like we just heard all this from Keegan. They're the most frustrating <laughs> team to me because they should be better than they are. Like they should be right up next to the Orioles and Rays. But they aren't, and that frustrates me because they they're set up to be. They have young talent. They have um, guys like Brandon Belt who has been there before to kind of lead in a veteran stance. But they just they aren't winning games like they should. Their away record is just what's bringing them down. They can't win games on the road, yeah, and that's not going to help, especially when you're trying to win win a series and whatnot. And if you're the away team, you're going to have to win one on the road. So. That's kind of where I stand on the Blue Jays. If they can get some stuff figured out, great. If they don't, I think they miss it this year, which would be very disappointing for that team. Um, AL West-wise, Rangers, I believe in. Astros, 
I think we'll figure it out. I don't think they. I I can't even say that to be honest. I, I mean, think they are three and seven in their last ten games. But the Astros. They're also mired with injuries. Their whole starting rotation has changed a lot. Like what the Brewers have, we'll get to that later. Um, so but does that get healthy for you're thinking that'll get? I think if they healthy. get healthy, they'll be fine. Um, Angels trending the right way. Yeah, they're five and five, but like. They they were the last time, a couple of times that we've had podcasts and stuff like that. They were more at five hundred, so they've gotten more wins and whatnot. I think if the bats they add can produce even a little bit, it takes some pressure off of Shohei and Trout, helps them out. I think I think they'll be fine, and I think they can challenge the Blue Jays for that last spot. I think the Yankees are going to spiral a little more here. Well, the, so. the Yankees have also played a lot more home games than they have away games at this point. They they've played ten more home games than away games this year. Did you know that? The who? The Yankees have played ten more home games. I was to this waving point. at people. I'm sorry. <laughs> ten more home games to this point. <laughs> and than away so they're going to be on the road. Yeah. So and I was wondering. And they're on the too. road record right now is just over 500. Yeah. But I think that's got to come into play a little bit for them too. I mean, they're going to be on the road without Judge, and I think that's probably going to. I'm sorry. Can you say one more time how many more home games they've played? Ten. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> no. Um, I think that's going to be interesting because obviously we talked at when we started podcasting and whatnot. The whole home and away, like everybody's playing everybody this year. Um, and I'm kind of wondering too, like looking at who they might have. Like if they have a, um, they have like a Diamondbacks, a Giants. They'll obviously play the Rays and whatnot. But if they have like more of a Rangers and stuff like that too, I think that's going to be interesting because mm-hmm. if they have to play them on the road. That's yeah. not going to help their schedule at all. So, or at least their record, not their schedule. What am I talking about, Steph? How about you for AL? What are you What are you thinking? Man, this is kind of tough. Um, I'll do mine while you're looking. Yeah. I'll do mine. I, I mine mean, while go, you're looking. go ahead. I, I mean, so the Rays um, are probably the World Series favorites right now. So it's hard to not believe in that group. The uh, Orioles. Okay. okay. The, <laughs> hold on. Christ. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Talking about the Rays, I know how good they are. But think about it. The Dodgers were really good last year as well, and you know they had the best record at MLB going into the playoffs, and they go in the playoffs and they just wet the bed. You just right? get salty so, all the time about the. You Dodgers. know what I have to say about that? That was last year. Hey, but you never know what can happen. You're not wrong. Anything can happen. I'm with Steph on this. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because the Rays kind of, they kind of wet themselves sometimes in the postseason. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, they're playing so good right now, they might lose all their juju when playoff team. Add time back comes. Brett Phillips. <laughs> Make baseball fun again. And that's what happened with the Nationals when they went on their run. They got hot. And baseball is you got to get hot it, at the right time. And they oh, didn't no, because yeah, cause of that. Because the Nationals going into that World Series, uh, that World Series win year, right? They didn't have the greatest record going into the playoffs. They, they were, were actually they, they were a wild card team well, that beat the Dodgers, who had one of the better records in the league. Okay, so, so to, to clear road, this yeah. up, I believe they're World Series favorites right now. <laughs> Never said anything about thinking they're going to win. Look, but, you can okay. bet your mortgage, but it's right now. I don't come to us Vegas when you lose. As, <laughs> I believe Vegas probably has them as favorites. Um, so Rays, I do believe they'll make the playoffs. Orioles will make the playoffs. I'm believing in the Blue Jays to make the playoffs. I think the last spot um, is going to be between the Red Sox and the Astros. Um, I think the Twins, I believe in. 
uh, this year to get there. And I think the Angels, I believe, will get there. So in my eyes, it's going to be between the Astros and the Red Sox, and it's going to be if the Red Sox are buying or if they're not. So that's that's my grouping. All right. Obviously, Tampa Bay is going to make the playoffs. <laughs> they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, we're <laughs> halfway through the season. Yes, they went over halfway the second through half the season. Hey, that's true. That can, it can always happen. Um, and honestly, like Baltimore, when have they been as gr- as great as they've been? Right. So, like, that's another thing. Are they going to play this high level of baseball throughout the re- the course of the season? Um, so we we just have to kind of just play it out to see where they fall because you know if they can keep up in that second place in the East. You know, then then they might, you know, be, be in the running. Right. So we'll see what happens. Um, New York, obviously, with injuries. I don't know how well they're going to be playing. Um, Toronto can, you know, bump up there. They're only, what, half a game behind New York at this moment. Um, the Twins, the leader of the Central. I don't know how. Um, being at 500, they're not at that great. Literally, they are 500. <laughs> Right. Uh, there's not one team in the AL Central that's great. <laughs> you know, you're not so, wrong. You're not. That's what I'm saying. The AL Central is just not looking good at the all. Twins have the most promise. <laughs> that's what I believe. They, they they do. They I say they make the playoffs. I just don't know like how how deep of a run they're going to make. In the I playoffs. think I think if we're going to talk about the Central though, do not sleep on either the White Sox or the Tigers because with how garbage the division is, you could see a couple of teams who have younger pieces like the White Sox and Tigers possibly make a run if their bats get hot. I think the White Sox probably have the deeper team at least. I like the White Sox bats. And the Tigers are... I mean, they're only six games Tigers have the Twins number every time. They're injury-plagued right now, and they could get hot. Yeah. Yeah. Continuing. Then we got Texas, right? Obviously, I think Texas... um, I do think Houston makes it there just because like, you know, when have they not, you know, been there in the past like five or five plus years, right? They've been winning. They have multiple World Series championships, you know, one one has an asterisk on it, you know, that doesn't count. <laughs> Salty Dodger fan. Uh, um, and then you have the Angels. Obviously, the Angels are playing good, but I just have to, I have to see more out of the Angels uh, uh, just because like. They, they've been riding that like 500 barrier and now they're just above that 500 barrier. It's just like, can they ride it out the rest of the season? Um, so that's what I want to see. Obviously, the rest of the teams. Uh, I mean, do you guys think the Mariners can ride the ship at all? Uh, Seattle's I, normally relevant every year, which is why I'm kind of I don't of think they have the pitching up. this year. I don't think they have the pitching staff. And um, their away record is just not that good. They need to win more away games yeah. if they want to do something. And they, the way I see the Angels right now is... They're kind of like the Mets to me. They're, the Mets are going to met, and yep. the Mets kind of yep. fall apart in the yep. September And I time. hate it because we've been talking about the Mets. We've been talking up the Mets for years now, Keegan. Like Because yeah. we, we, we would sit in the car yeah. coming home from track meets, and we'll be talking about how good the Mets are supposed to be and when they haven't shown us anything yet. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. And this happens every year because we were looking at it for this year as well because they, they, they got so many new pieces. Right. right, they spent so much money. <laughs> so much I mean, money. Verlander <laughs> finally got too old. Is is might be what's happening to a little bit. Well, and Serger is also getting old. Yeah, like yeah. they just they're getting old. Yeah, it, it, that's that's definitely. Lindor true. doesn't have the Lindor magic that he had in Cleveland, and it's just it, the Mets are gonna met, and I kind of see the Angels kind of in that same spot. So that's why I believe more in Toronto because they have pieces that have done it and got them there. When the Angels, they've had these pieces and they just haven't, you Don't know. anything with it. But now getting Moustakas was a great move, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a great veteran that's 
helped a lot of teams make the postseason. I just love the story of he got traded the night after he got beat twenty five to one. And they just come back. Speaking like, of, I mean, goodbye, sir. Bye. Go, go play for the other team. <laughs> go switch locker rooms. How, how, what did you guys think about that 25-1 to 1 debacle? Colorado was terrible. So. But here's my thing. But 25-1? to 1, Colorado won the series. They got out, scored 32-13, to 25-1 in one game. They still won the series. Not wrong. <laughs> That's why I don't believe in the Angels. Like, you've got to be kidding me. Shohei Otani goes one for seven at the plate, and Mike Trout gets pulled for a pinch hitter, and you mean to tell me you're going to win 25-1? to one? Where's the help the rest of the time? They all just did that the one game just to show, hey, we can we can play baseball. When we, when we want to, we can play. <laughs> when we're healthy, we can play. When yeah. we're at altitude, we can really play baseball, but the rest of the time, don't ask. That's like me saying, yeah, mom, I can clean my room when I want to. (laughs) (laughs) Except you don't get paid for that one. (laughs) Oh, yeah? (laughs) My dad will tell stories. We had had, uh, allowances that if we, like, cleaned stuff and did stuff throughout the week, we would get X amount of money or whatever. Guess who never got his money? (laughs) 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 So if we say there's a... uh, that's it. If they don't hit anymore, they're not getting their paycheck. Angels, you've been warned. Cut them off, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing about how you're currently doing to get paid for in baseball. It's all. If you go 0 for 3, that's on you. No dinner. It is what it is. <laughs> no ride back you get home. Whatever you got to find your own way back. You got to hitchhike home, man. <laughs> My dad said, yeah, enjoy that uh, phone bill you got to pay now. <laughs> <laughs> Tough. So, <laughs> PDA wise, um, we collectively sounds like took the Rays, the Orioles, the Blue Jays, the Twins, the Rangers, and the Astros is, is what I think collectively our playoff would look like. Um, yes, National League, two in this room's favorite league, potentially three. I guess Keegan, you're you're probably a you're a Cardinals guy, right? Yeah, but they suck this year. <laughs> the they fair, do suck. The fairweather fandom. <laughs> so fairweather fandom. My family is all Cardinal fans. Well, my dad really doesn't have a team. Like, he doesn't really root for any team, but, like, he just likes watching baseball for the most part. But, like, play, he's a player guy. Yeah, he's he's a player guy. So him and I are big Arenado fans. We just like Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado. So, okay, okay. Um. So, and my my mom. So do you like Cardinal the AL fans. or the NL more? Well, now that the NL doesn't have a pitcher hitting, it doesn't really, like, there's no difference to me. I just don't see, there's no, there's sure. no difference. But okay. So, Keegan, you know, you kick us off again here with the, the your National League believing in and not <laughs> yeah. believing in teams? I, I'll, I'll kick us off here. Uh, I believe in Atlanta, obviously. I'm going to leave the Central for last because that's just, <laughs> yeah. Central's essential no, that's fair. Yeah. In, in both leagues. <laughs> so... It's just so wide open. Um, obviously, I don't believe in the Mets. <laughs> Already covered that. Um, Atlanta, uh, Miami, now that, you know, they're starting to pitch better, helps also. It, it's just, it's weird because, you know, as I'm looking on, I look at run differential a lot. And the, Miami is, you know, nine games above 500, yet have a negative 15 run differential. So that's just hard for me to get, to support that. 
I just it just doesn't look good. Um, I believe in Arizona. I believe in the Dodgers more than I believe in San Francisco at this point, and I don't believe in San Diego. It's just it's just so wide open. Like Atlanta, I think will make it. Miami will make it. Um, Arizona will make it. I think the Dodgers will make it. So then we have to. I'll second that. Do the central and. Well, plus you got two more teams after that. So right, right. now you're believing. Right. In four teams in four will make teams. the playoffs. And now I have two more that I got to choose from. Um, I think Philly could get there. I, and I, I think San here's Francisco. Your, here's will a question get there. for you. Okay. San Francisco Do you believe in Philly there. or San Diego more to make a, to make a run in the back half of the season? I mean, I, see, that's the thing that's tough because I, even before the season started, you know, we were talking about, like, yeah, they get Tatis Jr. back for San Diego, but, like, are they going to play better, right? And, and, and that was my thing, is that, you know, they're not going to play as good. I, you would hope they would play better with all the money that they spent, right? right? And the players that they have on that team, like, their team is loaded. Right. There's, it's just they're pitching. There's, just, there's, there's no reason they should be that bad. But, as you say, they're pitching, right? Yeah. It all comes down to pitching in, in the major league. Like, it doesn't matter. How, you could score – Five runs a game, but if you're giving up six or seven, it just you can't you can't win ball games. So here's a stat for y'all to wrap your heads around: there, there are six teams in the National League with plus differentials. Atlanta has plus one ten. Chicago Cubs have plus thirty two. The only team in the Central that has a plus. The closest team is St. Louis Cardinals with minus sixteen, and they're in last in the in that division. Um, and then the NL West has the other four teams. So the Arizona Diamondbacks. Plus thirty six, Giants plus forty five, Dodgers plus forty seven, Padres plus thirty one, which makes them one of the hardest divisions to be in. So do four right. like we talked about the AL East having four, four teams, teams currently that are in it, right? Do you but think the NL is going to is have, the NL West? Have four it, it, teams? Could they could that division have four teams in the playoffs this year? I, I, and do you believe here? <laughs> I keep throwing these beliefs. <laughs> do you believe in the NL West or the AL East having more teams in the playoffs? I mean, at the end of the day, when the dust settles, do you believe in the Diamondbacks, the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Padres more than you believe in the Rays, Orioles, Yankees, Blue Jays? I, I think you Red could Sox. get two central teams in, too. I mean, the five teams in the AL East, we'd all agree, are better than the five teams in the NL West because Rockies are way worse. I don't really, I don't believe in San Diego. I would, I would believe more in the Chicago Cubs than San Diego. Because Stroman has been great pitching. They've had better pitching. They're the, they're the only team in the Central that that has a, uh, a plus a pl- differential. Plus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's plus 32. But Cincinnati got hot. Now they have their leader back in Joey Votto, so I think that's going to help yeah, them. I like Cincinnati. So Cincinnati, I think, could make a run, and I think yeah. Milwaukee is going to be decent. So I think you could have Milwaukee and Cincinnati get Milwaukee, into the playoffs. Milwaukee just needs to hold that top spot the rest of the year. Right. They have to hold it, Jagan. You finish. <laughs> uh, so if I had to, if, if seven playoff teams from the National League, I would go with Atlanta, Miami. Uh, I think Cincinnati will win the win the Central. I'm just saying that to make Jagan mad. <laughs> Jagan will take the Reds too because he doesn't want to jinx his Brewers probably. Probably. Um, <laughs> Arizona. Uh, San Francisco, and and the and the Dodgers. Is that seven? That's six. Six. A little more. No, oh my six goodness. is six. You don't need seven. I mean, you picked seven on the 
What? Six is six. <laughs> no, no, what I'm saying is I'm saying six makes the playoffs. No, I know what so you meant. Need, it was you don't just, need seven. It, you, right, you, right, pick, right. you pick seven right. in the AL because yeah. you said maybe one team could sneak in. Right. So, But I think, I mean, yeah, the, Do- the Dodgers will be... The Dodgers will be fine. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too worried either. I'm not, I'm not worried. No, I have a question for you. Oh, oh boy, who leads the NL in team ERA? Who leads the team? Yeah, in team ERA, who leads the NL? Is this just a question for Keegan or just yes, just Stefan and I? Oh, <laughs> not looking. If I had to look on, not looking right now. Who do you think leads it? Leads team ERA. Yeah. Are, are we, is he talking AAA programs? No, no, no. <laughs> team. Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm just saying it at this point. <laughs> it's the San Diego Padres. Is it really? Yes. So they're not hitting? No, they're just not. It's not timely hitting because they. Well, they're hitting. They're they're, they're in the top six for plus differential, yes, too. Yes, they're plus minus their top <laughs> six, right? Okay. Hey, can, gotcha. I, can I borrow this? Thank you. Yeah. Um, they're, they're plus. 31 in differential. They just they haven't had timely hitting. They've they're two games under 500 at home, not great. Two games under on the road, not great, but like if your road um differential is different from your home differential like it is what it is, you would want to steal 50% of the games yada yada yada. So, for me, I'm not convinced that it's the Padres pitching. They currently have the best runs allowed stat in the National League, currently allowing 304 runs on the season. Next closest is the Braves at 322. So their pitching has been fine. Blake Snell's been fantastic the past couple of starts that he's had. It's literally just been their bats have been inconsistent and haven't been able to provide offense for them. So, for me, I believe more that the Padres will be able to turn things around, whether it's in a timely manner, who knows. But like we said, if you get hot, you get hot. And I think this is a team that could get hot. They're willing to spend money. I can guarantee you they're going to be buyers, even though they're four games under five hundred right now and currently nine and a half out from the division race um, trailing the Diamondbacks. But they can still sneak into a wild card and do damage. We saw it last year where they had to go to New York, won the three game series at New York, then beat the Dodgers, then beat um, the Phillies, or no, lost to the Phillies, but still made it all the way to the NLCS. They can make a run. However, do you think they're better with or without Tatis Jr.? I think they're better with. He's batting, last I had seen, he was batting 281, 15 home runs, 42 RBIs. He was producing. But they played better without him last year since, you know, they, they made a run. They were able to make a run yeah. without him last year and beat some of the best teams. Right? But I think you also want your best player who's swinging a hot stick to be able to bat. Now, that being said, I think it has created a long log jam because they have Bogarts. Um, their outfield, I forget who they had playing right field, but they stuck Tatis in right field. And then they also have Nelson Cruz, who's DH. So I think they're at a bit of a logjam now for where they want to stick them. You still have Machado. You you don't want to put him at uh, second base because you have Cronenworth there. Uh, Don't want to stick him at first base because I you don't just you don't see athletic guys like that at first base. Soto's there too. Soto's there there too out and left. They have uh, Trent Grisham out in center. You're not going to stick him at catcher. So I think they're just at a log jam trying to put the pieces together. What's really tough here for the Padres, at least. So outside of the Atlanta, Bra- the Atlanta Braves um, are 24 and 16 against teams above 500. The next best team, San Francisco Giants, 24 and 17. 
Um, so the Giants are playing good ball against good teams. So I think it's going to be hard for the Padres to, first of all, leap the Dodgers. I don't think that would happen. To leap the Giants, not going to happen. Diamondbacks, I mean, maybe if they have to fall completely off. But we're saying then that the NL West, for the Padres to make it, would really have to have four teams go, which means you're going to have to have the Marlins drop like a rock and the Phillies are just not going to make a run and the Mets are just out. Um, and then you, you're talking about the Reds. I think obviously just one of those teams are going to make the, the playoffs in the Central, so you don't have to really worry about probably two teams out of that division. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I think it's going to be tough for the Padres to beat any of those other teams in front of them right now. And I agree with that just because of the fact that they've dug themselves a hole. But again, if they get hot, they get hot. Right. And, you know, there's not much that can happen. And, it, like, we still have a long way to go yet. We still have teams who haven't even hit the 80-game mark, let alone hit the halfway point in the season. So there's still a lot of baseball yet to be played, and there's still a lot that can happen. I just think, looking at it, it's not necessarily a pitching thing. I think they just they haven't figured out the lineup sweet spot to be able to get full run production and stuff like that out of their lineup to be able to consistently win games. Game in and game out, yeah. One thing I'm concerned about with the Padres, too, is Michael Walker is their best pitcher right now at a 290 ERA. Walker or Walker? Walker. Michael Walker. There's some really fun promotional things you could do. Yeah. Um, And (laughs) he was a longtime Cardinal, seen him in off play, and he hasn't put a full season together in a long time, so that's kind of concerning, too. He was... He was in the 2011 World Championship Series, or World Championship team, wasn't he? I think he pitched game one when the Brewers, it felt like the Brewers were going to actually do it, and then that was false hope. I mean, Darvish I has no, been I don't think he was rough right. this year, too. No, like, I'm looking at the box score. Can you believe Darvish is, is 484 ERA and a 5-6 five, five and six record, too? Like, you Darvish hasn't been pitching I mean, crazy I, good. I, I can see that. You see that a lot with... Especially, like, you see a lot of Japanese players come over. And sometimes, especially, like, your junk ball pitchers, like Darvish and Tanaka, hitters sometimes will figure them out. And they can be... I'm thinking of Jaime Garcia. Yeah, you're thinking of Jaime. Um, Because Walker wasn't around in 2011. 2013. 2013, yeah. I mean, and Snell's 4-6. and Yeah, it's just not run support, I guess. And it's just kind of crazy. But I still don't trust the pitching staff if that makes sense because i mean your pitching staff can stay hot but you know it's it's an older group besides snell and snell's kind of getting up there in age and musgrove lugo yeah yeah but if the, the bullpen must be pretty good too because they must have one of the better bullpen josh Hader, right he's yeah i think so he's so really that? good he's got a one two six era <laughs> pain um so Okay, so we got we got kind of the grouping of what what you were thinking, Jake. In how I'll, about you? For I'll fly through mine. So for me, I believe in the Braves. Um, I believe in I believe in the Giants more so than the Diamondbacks. I'm still the Diamondbacks are a great baseball team, but can they hold? Yeah, and that I know that's what year. people are thinking with the Rays. But for me, the difference between the Diamondbacks and the Rays is the Rays have been in contention the past they've been doing, number they of do years. This every year. They've been yeah, they've been doing this every year. I have full faith they can make it to the postseason. The Diamondbacks 
You love Carol. It's not that I, love- I love Carol, but again, I sh- I can't fully put my faith into them. They I think play the, Dodgers- the Rays this week. That'll be a good great. Series. I know what I'm doing every night now. Um, <laughs> Dodgers, I believe in. Um, let's see. So Atlanta, San Francisco, L.A. There will be an NL Central team in the postseason. <laughs> just the the takes that Jacob has. Um, just gold. I believe in the Marlins. I think they're going to get the pitching figured out. Keegan was kind of talking about that. I Let's think they'll Arias. get him to the get him to the All Star game. Get him a get MVP. Out there and vote to everybody. Hey, if you want to bet the mortgage on something, Luis Arias for MVP. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Um, so from I the believe Twins minor league system. Everybody, I'll take two from the East, two from the West. I guess throw the Diamondbacks in there. I don't think they falter too much. I just I don't think that they. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'll believe in the Diamondbacks, I guess, if I have to, because there's really nobody else that I can fully put faith into, even the Phillies. I know they're figuring it out, but... Um, How about the Rockies? Where are you at? I believe in the Athletics. <laughs> <laughs> the A's and the Rockies have the biggest takes today. Um, see, I go back and forth because Milwaukee gives me hope, but then there's teams like the Reds or the Cubs that I, you know what? Screw it. I believe in the Chicago Cubs. I said it at the beginning of the year, and I'd be a hypocrite if I don't. Yeah. Fly the W. <laughs> I mean, it does make sense. They do have a positive run differential. They they have a, it's plus 32 too. It's not by like one or two. It's plus 32 in a week they ago. They were seven games runs. under. The they have a 48 higher differential. In the central, they're currently third. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. In all honesty though, I, I'd, I'd go Brewers. Get yourself together, NL Central. Come on. I can't. It's the same thing with the AL Central. It's the central. They, they well, nobody wants to come play here. It's what will be the better the division by the end of the season, the AL or the NL Central? NL. NL Central, for sure. Yeah, yeah The Cardinals will figure well. it out and get <laughs> close to 500. They won't get to 500, but they'll get close. I think the well, Pirates, they're, they're just the Pirates are going to be the worst team in that division, which, like, few weeks ago would have been like really you think the pirates are going to be the worst team? yeah the pirates are going to be the worst team yeah yeah um my takes in the nl are going to be the atlanta braves miami marlins um i mean nobody's loving the brewers right now so i feel like i just need to give them some love i, I do like- love the brewers but i'm just <laughs> i'm a fan and i i can't unlike you i can't just vote with my heart and be like oh yeah they're going to be fine it'll be fine i've been let down too many times okay so in that logic welcome to minnesota sports <laughs> <laughs> hey minnesota and wisconsin are actually more brothers than anything cuz we just get severely let down every <laughs> Yeah, but you guys have a uh, Super, Super Bowls. Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> but they have World Series, <laughs> NBA title. Yeah, NBA. We title. have an NBA. You had Kevin Garnett. You got Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> Where did Garnett win his championship again, Jake? In Boston. Not in Boston. Boston. Exactly. Boston. Um, you of all people should be happy with that. I'm happy with that. Yeah. That's when I be- really became the Boston <laughs> fan was when he was in Boston. Um, so Atlanta Braves, Miami Marlins. Um, I'm, I'm going with the Milwaukee Brewers and then uh, I've got the Diamondbacks, Giants and Dodgers. Um, I just, I, the Diamondbacks really are just throwing me for a loop. I don't know. Cause the truth is, let's be honest. I love Corbin I mean, Carroll. It's a case of like cheering for a player, but I just, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, how I mean, many they have a lot, a lot of, of runs. 
<laughs> on me. They also have the best pitcher in baseball right now in Zach Allen. Uh, they're they're nine and a half games ahead of like being out of the playoffs. So it's kind of I mean there's no not quite nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah, well the they're Brewers are a half, half a game out of being out of the playoffs. So <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so Arizona. <laughs> are you done? Yeah, yeah I'm good. <laughs> Arizona, San Francisco, LA. Um, I'm gonna say Milwaukee. Um then I'm gonna go with Atlanta in Miami. That's it. I just I think after last season, I just we have to get past the trade deadline before I start feeling like okay, can Milwaukee do it or not? Because I was thinking they could do it last year. Then we traded just Josh make up Hader. Your mind, man. We traded. No, I'm saying we traded Josh Hader. Season derailed from there. Clubhouse. We lost the clubhouse. We lost everything. This year we have a lot of injuries, and that's kind of been why we're that'd be something. Hater, didn't I, I, make I the understand you for the Padres and the Brewers do, but the Dodgers, man, they just lost both Turners. Uh huh. Yes. Trey and Justin. But my thing is... Cody Bellinger. <laughs> you have a full season to figure that out. They had two months. They you're had two wrong. months and wrong. just were in the middle of the season. So. And your roster still looks better than the Brewers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're talking about you're all the wrong. carnage that's Look, going on. We had, we had John Singleton, which no, no offense to John Singleton. He was a guy who was like highly touted in the Astros minor league system years ago. He's trying to make a comeback from drugs and all this other stuff. He couldn't put it together, but he was playing like everyday first base for two weeks so far this season. And it's just like when you have players like that who are trying to make comebacks, it's hard to feel confident when you're just bouncing up and down with different injuries, different players coming through and different things like that. That's why I can't fully say I firmly believe that the Brewers are going to do it. If you asked me last year, I would have said yes, because... I had the belief. This year, it's like, I, eh, honestly, eh. if we're over 500, <laughs> I'll take it. You're over 500 now. <laughs> yeah. Ask me again in about four months, and we'll see. <laughs> wow. He says, once September starts, then we can talk about it. I'm like, I'm like done, though. I'm not just going to hop on another bandwagon when my team's out. Do you just not cheer for anybody <laughs> when you're watching playoffs? No, I just want a good game. I'm like Steph watching the NFL. I just want a good game. He's not wrong. That's <laughs> all okay. I want to watch. Do you, have players, do you have players you cheer for? Corbin Carroll. <laughs> I mean, if it comes to football, then I cheer for like Lamar Jackson. But okay. I like Lamar. Okay. Honestly, I think the Ravens. If it's if it's football, really I cheer for <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. Unless you're a Viking fan. Hopefully they make the playoffs this year. a Green Bay Packers fan. <laughs> hey. There's some beef going on between the Packers and Bears. We can get to that later. But oh man, I'm week one cannot get here soon enough. I was um I was actually talking to uh Dean Shoop. You know, throwback. Throwback yes. to Dean Shoop. I was talking to Dean Shoop a few weeks ago and he was uh we were talking about, you know, the Bears because he's a he's a huge Chicago fan, right? <laughs> um he was actually saying how much he hates Justin Fields. Yes. That's what I said. And I, I need to there, talk to Dean Shoup. Hey, and I, I was sitting there, and I was just like, yeah. I didn't say anything. I was just like, yeah, that's crazy, you know. He was just like, <laughs> he, he was just like, yeah, he just didn't show me anything. He was just like, his, he, he can't throw. And I'm just like. Okay. I'm like, first off, in my head, in my head, this yep, is what I'm yep, thinking. Yep, yep. This man can throw. Yes. <laughs> Have you, you seen what he did him in college, college when he had, like, a line and when he had. That's my thing is he just hasn't had options in a line. Yeah. 
But I still need to talk to Dean Shoup. <laughs> <laughs> but no, because like, because like, honestly, I was thinking about it because like this upcoming year, even with like the GM and everything, they're just saying like he's taken a huge leap from last year, the end of last year, not like just last year in general, but like yeah. the end of last year when he started to play really well, right? To the beginning of this year that hasn't even started yet, right? He the leap that he's made is, is tremendous, is what I is what I've read, right? So like, honestly, I want to see it, especially that he's going to have more weapons. This year, a better line, a better line. He, he's going to have an overall better team. I do want to see how well Justin Fields does in Chicago this year. First, did we get through everybody's takes? Yep. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, with Justin Fields, I think I think this is a really big prove it year for him because they've done things now to really try to make the team better. I still think the Bears are going to be middle of the road, but I think when you're also trying to develop a team, you're going through a myriad of front office changes and head coaching changes and all this other stuff. I think it's going to be tough to just be like, all right, yeah, 10-win season plus a playoff berth just right out the gate like that. But I think for Justin Fields. Who has a better season, the Packers or the Bears? Packers. Keegan? Who wins the North? Vikings. No. Lions. (laughs) Make up your mind. No. (laughs) No Packers. No Bears. No Vikings. No Lions. Wait, hold on. Lions have the better year. Packers are better than the Bears. Vikings suck. Says from a true Packer fan. (laughs) Jeez. Just a hater. Since I don't care about the the that division at all. (laughs) I just yeah, I don't I don't care about the division. Uh I think the Bears will still be the worst team in that division, but they'll be like seven and ten. I agree with you. Because they'll be the worst. Because that defense is not good. I think the offense is gonna take a big step, but that defense I don't think you're not going to be able to stop the Lions because the Lions' offense is amazing and their defense. Even without uh, was it Jamal what Williams or Charles or yeah, Jamison Williams, Jamal Williams, no Jamal yeah. Williams, yeah, yeah, Jamal yeah. Williams is good for third and twos and touchdowns. He's like Toby Gerhardt. It's third and one, he'll get you three. It's third and five, he'll get you three. Like he brings energy, he brings swagger, but he's also like a guy like you kind of use in short yardage situations where you know he's going to fight for every yard. So do you think it was the right decision to leave him? Or, I think so like not, because you know. the playmakers like David Montgomery is going to be more of a guy that you can swing out and he has speed to really get to the edge. But then you also look at um he's kind of that power back. Jameer Gibbs, which I think we all were kind of shocked that he was taken where he was. That's going to be a fun one to watch because he's going to be a guy that you can really swing out and kind of use in different ways and whatnot. I think that backfield is going to be the most fun one to watch because we don't necessarily know what we're getting from this pair in this system. Like, obviously, we know what we're going to get from Montgomery. But, you know, last year they had DeAndre Swift and um, Williams. Now this year it's a whole new set. So how, so how how do you think Goff plays this year? I think he takes another step forward. I think he's really found his groove in the system, and he has a coach that believes in him. He has an organization that believes in him. It's a lot less stress than what you had in L.A. They have way um, more pieces this year They have year way than more pieces. Had. They have more pieces, arguably, than when he was on the Rams. They have more pieces in the than any other team offensively. in the North this year. Offensive. <laughs> on, offensively. offensively. Def- well, even <laughs> defense, too. Like, yeah, they don't have Aaron Donald, but, like, you still have a lot of youth and a lot of playmakers on that side of the ball, too. They are more put together than the Vikings' defense. And I, so I think Lions, best team in the division or in an FC North, in my opinion, for sure. If they don't have 10 wins at the end of the season, I don't know what happened. Um, the other three teams I actually think are all going to be around eight, like 500. 
I think they're all going to be right around 500. And I don't, again, I don't think there's much to separate the Vikings, Packers, and Bears. I don't think any of those three teams should make the playoffs. I don't think they're good enough on both sides of the ball to make the playoffs. I think the Vikings have the most experience, obviously, in the last few years with the, their their star players that they have. Packers always have seemed to be in it, but now with this whole Jordan Love, you know, new chapter at, at Green Bay, it's hard to know anything that, you know, what, what that's going to look like. But then the Bears, you know, like Stefan's over here talking about how he's hearing, you know, things about Fields having big steps forward and things. If that is the case... I can't see them not being the second best team in that division either. So I, I, I don't think those three teams have a lot to separate themselves from. Um, I just think the Vikings defense is the worst in that whole division. I will say this too. If Fields has taken steps forward, great, because Chicago needs a franchise quarterback of some kind. The last like true franchise quarterback they had was Jay Cutler. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> they need somebody that they can be like, yeah, this is our guy every year stepping forward. The reason why I'm not, because I I believe that the Packers are going to be better than they were last year. I truly do. I think you're going to have a lot more. I think it's just going to be a more fun year because there's a lot of just mystery behind them. The reason why I'm not saying, oh, yeah, I think the Packers are going to win the division because I do think that. I think it's just because we don't know what we're getting from a full season of Jordan Love to be able to say, like, this is what the expectations are because he ultimately – He's had a couple of games where, like, yeah, he's looked good. He's thrown. We've gotten glimpses. We haven't gotten a full picture yet. So, for me, I don't want to sit there and be like, oh, I'm going to get my hopes up. We're going to win the division. It's going to be great. And then we're 5-10. and And it could be the first part of the season he gets going. But you have to remember, too, experience matters in in sports in general. And if if he's getting to that back half of the season where they're kind of around 500, it's like, hey, he needs to perform. How is he going to perform under pressure the first year? the first year that he's the guy running the ship. So I, I, I don't know. And you can't blame him if, you know, they end up not doing well. But at the same time, there's there's a lot of those factors where Cousins, right, to me, might be the second best quarterback in this division still because I just think... I think Goff is going to take I think Goff will take, yeah. will, will, will take the mantle of being best quarterback in this division by the end of the year just because their, their team is going to have... More, they have more. They're an offensive flying team. I agree and disagree at the same time. <laughs> well, the O line, the Lions O line is great. Yeah. Like that's why the running game will still be good because that O line is gonna yeah. bully people, the, especially in that division. They're gonna bully people. The Dude, Lions, and their coach is awesome. I love MCDC. He's my favorite coach. Motor City Dan Campbell, baby. I love that guy. <laughs> Run through a brick wall for him. Look, all I'm going to say is that Minnesota still has offensive weapons in the receiving they core. They do. Right? Their, they do. their receiving core is stacked. They have one of the top 10 receiving cores in the NFL. Just be able Justin to say Jefferson see you alone. later to Dalvin Cook and still have offensive like power. Yeah. Like, it, it, back it, and is, that's, the, that's the only thing that sucks. But the thing like with the game now, right, how the game is changing, a lot of teams are moving away from their running back position. Right. Right. It, it, they have quarterbacks now that can – I'm not saying that – you're going to have Kirk Cousins go out there and give you 100 yards, you know, rushing, because that's not going to happen. But, like, I mean, now that the way this game's played, obviously the Vikings are going to need a running back. They're going to need that position. Um, obviously they're going to need someone, you know, to help protect Kirk Cousins in the pocket, right? And they're going to need either that fullback or that running back there um, so he can get out to the receivers, with you know, and have as much time as he can. But I, I think that receiving core is going to look pretty good. Um, I don't know how hurt it's going to be without Thielen, but they did add someone, you know, coming in from the draft. You know, they got a, a, a really 
good pick in the draft, right? So if if we can if he can come out and be just as good as JJ, right? And we can see that, then I feel like those are probably going to be two of the most dangerous receivers in the league. You're talking about Addison, yeah. right? Yeah. Addison, yeah. They might be one of the best duos. Now, then you have to go to Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati has a, man, their receiving core is stacked. Ridiculous. Stacked. It's ridiculous. Right? But Cincinnati made, like, quiet plays. Like, we all know the Eagles, like, killed the draft for however they were able to do it. and and But the Cincinnati Bengals, like... They, they they literally drafted pretty much all of their players. They have an incredible team already, and now they added. I think probably they, they, they added like another receiver. I'm pretty sure, and then uh, they they just did well. <laughs> they're gonna they continue did what playing. I well. wish the Vikings would have been able well, to do. See, the thing that sucks is that the AFC is just stacked. It's crazy. It, it, it's, it's it's not evenly dispersed for how good teams are in the NFC or in the AFC. It's the AFC is running the show. Right, you have the top five or six teams in the AFC, AFC that would that that, that can win too. the NFC and be in the Super Bowl. Right, I'm not saying that the Eagles aren't you know good enough to make it there again, but I'm just saying you got the Ravens, you got the you got the Chiefs. Right, I think I think the Broncos could be up there. They have the they have that, but like teams like the players, teams like the Broncos the and the Steelers, okay, both of them were irrelevant there. last. My year. thing is, I I got to go back to this because personally, I don't believe in this team. Is it like the whole room in here believes in the Ravens? No, I, I believe in the Ravens. Not this year. Not this year. I believe in the Ravens actually. Okay, so we're split. We're split. We're split. Okay, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> All right, you got the Ravens, you got the Jets, <laughs> you got the Jets. You know the Jets are there now, right? You got Aaron Rodgers, and they got a nice receiving score, and their defense is actually really good, right? So like they were actually pretty good last year with. <laughs> I don't even want to say their quarterbacks, but you know how bad their quarterback quarterbacks, I would say, were last year, and then they actually have a stable quarterback. You know, a, a multiple a, a multiple time MVP. You know, coming in, um, so that experience just alone is is going to be crazy for the Jets. Um, but yeah, I, I just think the, the AFC, the Jaguars, just, the Chargers, like all these teams. Yeah, they're they're better. all up and coming teams. They're all up and yeah, coming teams, and the Jaguars might be really good this year. Tennessee always somehow hangs around. They're always a tough team. I mean, it's it, it's a ton of AFC this year. I I almost had a that would have been a bad moment. Only one person would have gotten that joke, and everybody else would have looked at me kind of funny. Continue. Oh. <laughs> okay. I almost, I almost just said, "Oh, I firmly believe in the Ravens." Now they have Laquan Treadwell on their roster. <laughs> 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 Minnesota Vikings legend Laquan Treadwell. Oh, stop it. The Ole Miss legend. I know what I said. <laughs> I mostly believe in the Ravens just because if Lamar Jackson stays healthy, that team is really good. He has to stay healthy. Really good. He OBJ just never has, has to stay healthy. He yeah. just never has the weapons for a whole year. or f- it, just he, that He's he never needs. had weapons in general. And I know he has right. OBJ. Or, well, yeah. He has OBJ. He has Mark but, Andrews. But like, is OBJ going to be what he was? And, and is he going to be healthy a whole year? Like, so the thing with OBJ is just, that every time OBJ comes back from an injury, he plays just as well. I'm not worried about OBJ. I feel like he's going to go out there, and honestly, he might get more open because of who his quarterback is, right? His quarterback is a scrambler, 
he he's never really had a quarterback that was that good at scrambling. Is right? their that defense going to be good enough this year? Is probably the bigger question. I, I feel like their defense is always there. They're just injured. And I feel like this year they're not injured. They're actually coming back healthy. So I, I feel like their defense is actually going to be really well this year, if not probably top five. And I trust Harbaugh. I mean, he's a good coach. That's They're always competitive. They're always competitive. I just think I just think the AFC is so good this year. It's hard to know like it's, if they're going to be. It's going to be fun. Their, their division yeah. is always tough because of elements with the weather. Too I mean, and Cleveland whatnot. even and has think, a quarterback this year. True. <laughs> so I like. think I think it's going to be. I think it's tougher for the Ravens just because of where they play and who they play. I mean, that AFC North is always. Regardless of if the Browns are competitive, the Bengals are competitive. It it's always a you tough they, they, they beat up on each other. They, if they beat do. up on each other so much. And like you said, like Lamar has to stay healthy. OBJ has to stay healthy. Everybody relatively has to stay healthy. And you're playing a game where you're physically pounding each other. It's a longer season. And I don't know. I just think with the injury history that the Ravens have had, I just can't. I can't. I feel you. Yeah. So. Well, I know I know in a couple of weeks when we have our next podcast, we'll definitely probably want to between now and then look at some NFL football schedules, see what they look like. See, you say that as a joke, but it's actually facts. (laughs) No, I mean, I think we'll probably go through NFL next time we're on here just to say. No, I just meant like the couple weeks part. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) a couple weeks. Um, So now as we're kind of winding down and also to like put a halt to the NFL talk, we're going to talk about the other football just for a quick second to get a plug in here for the UEFA qualifying. Scotland is killing it right now, winning their group. Get on your kilts, everybody. Get the bagpipes. Uh, FIFA Club World Cup has been awarded, for, and it's the first time they're actually doing a FIFA Club World Cup, and it's going to be awarded to the U.S., and that will be the summer of 2025. So that's kind of exciting to see if, uh, like, Allianz Field will get anything. If Just stop. You don't know yet. It's too no. small of a venue. Just stop. Mm, I wouldn't Everybody's go that far. Look at vegan. look at club look at clubs around the world. Like it would be fine. They're just not going to come up north because what what pull do we have? What pull do we have to bring a game up here? Mall, mean, mall America, the, <laughs> the, the Twin Cities. How did we get the Super Bowl? Because we, we built a new, a new stadium. stadium. Okay, well, we got a facility for these teams to practice in. Then at US Bank, they can they're competing they, at Allianz. Look with how with how picky. Because here's my other thing too. Club soccer does it right, where they actually play on non artificial turf, and I think for the most part, NFL is on non artificial turf. But like, if you're trying to say like, oh, they can go play at US Bank Stadium, they're gonna be like, okay, cool, it's a stadium. No, they're not. No, they're not going to play at USB. Well, I mean, even practice, but like, still, I. It's big enough to host. Minneapolis is is bigger than Kansas City, and Kansas City's hosting for World Cup. Yeah, but it's it's central. But have you seen? Have you seen? Have you seen the soccer culture in Kansas City? It's nuts. I know. It's nuts. Same thing with Nashville. And I was upset that Nashville didn't get. Well, we can dream. We know we're not getting 2026 World Cup games up here, so we're all going down to Kansas City to see that or somewhere. I'll buy my ticket Um, to see Chelsea. It's fine. They got to make it. <laughs> they had a rough year. They'll, yeah. they'll get there. Um, no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the, anything in life right now. USA Keegan. men's team won the Concacaf Nations League, which I don't know if anybody at this table besides me knows what that is. I watched the game. Uh, I watched it too. <laughs> okay, sweet. Stefan, <laughs> 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 have to get him a soccer jersey. I watched the game, especially after that Mexico game. 
Um, so they, they've kind of rolling. The, the Gold Cup is now starting, which I think the U.S. sent their, like, C-Squad to. Um, a lot of teams kind of do that. I, there's a few teams that don't, like Jamaica sends their A-team. and So that'll be uh, that going on. Um, obviously, the Women's World Cup is coming up, up too, which in a couple of weeks we'll probably just touch on a little bit. Down under. Track and field is about to just get on fire. So July 6th to the 9th is the USATF Championships. Um, the World Championships in Budapest take place uh, at the end of August 19th to the 27th. Um, and then there's a Prefontaine Classic. They're doing a Diamond League Final Championship this year in September. So lots of really exciting things for track and field Did still going. you see the Belgian shot putter who ended up doing hurdles at, at like the European Championships or whatever? Did you see this? Is he related to Keegan? No. It's a she. Oh. Okay, so Uh, basically, (laughs) in order for Belgium to be counted as team score and not get disqualified and stuff like that, they were going to have their 100 hurdler hurdle got injured. And so in order to keep the team score alive and whatnot, this shot putter stepped up and stepped in and did the hurdles race. And, like, she was just kind of stepping over the hurdles and whatnot. Had a good trail leg. But, um, so is it like amount amount of events competed in or something? Something like that. Like they needed some, they needed, yeah, they needed, uh, something like that. I'll look up the story here in a second. I saw it glimpsing through some stuff on uh, Twitter and whatnot, but like she stepped in to like complete it, got like two points for the event and stuff like that too. And like, all um, she had to do was finish. All she had to do was finish. Jeez. Yeah. It's, uh, let's see. Um, Runner was blah, 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 blah. Give me, like, <laughs> give me the full article, the New York Times. Um, Can't pronounce the name. Regularly. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no. Bohm, Jolien Baumquo of Belgium was a head taller than every other woman in the second heat of the 100-meter hurdles. Regularly competes in track and field strength events, shot put, hammer throw, discus. But on Saturday at the European Team Championships in Krakow, Poland, uh, Belgium needed a hurdler, any hurdler. Crock Two out. it had brought to the meet were injured, and if Belgium did not send a runner to the starting line in the 100 hurdles, its team would be disqualified. So when it became clear there were no other candidates to step in, the uh, Baumquo volunteered. Um, and then, yeah, she hurdled. A lot of people were giving her praise. Some people were kind of hating on it, like, why would you send the shot putter? But it's like if nobody else is stepping up, and, like, this is the only person that's willing to. And, like, she wants to do it for the pride of not only her team but her country and stuff like that, too. And, like. Why not? Yeah. She she had, she had was wearing a smile the whole time she was doing it, too. Like, if you watch the if you watch the video and whatnot, she's just kind of, like, jogging up to it and stepping over it. But, like, at the same time, too, like, you could tell she, like, had some enjoyment in it and stuff like that, just kind of representing her country and stuff. So. But, yeah, that was my track and field thing that I, that I saw. I am sending all three of you right now on your phones, the qualifying standards for the USATF nationals. And so I want you guys to just take a quick glimpse and let me know what you think is like the craziest time distance, whatever that you think is like that a standard to qualify for. Um, Like as I'm looking through some of this, I saw like the 100 for men is like 10.05. The winner of division three this year is like 10, 16, I think. So I was like, man, I mean, I don't like, obviously that's the A standard. So people below that A standard will still get in. So I'm wondering if, uh, if he would have a shot of making the national. I keep like, 
swiping down on my phone because I think I have notifications, and then I realize it's just your notifications over top of it. So I'm just. <laughs> I thought I had like a bunch of emails and whatnot, and just yeah, okay. Um. Holy crap! That tank, the five k. Like the fifteen hundred, I could see being a three thirty seven, and like the eight hundred two, like a one forty six, like people can run that. But a thirteen twenty five k. Yeah, and I'd say the five k and the five k and the ten k are probably going to be the hardest <laughs> events to get into. That's insane. Yeah, and and obviously, I mean, most track listeners out there, you understand, USA has has one of the hardest qualification processes to make Team USA whether it's for a world championship or Olympic um, track and field roster. So this is, it's just interesting to look at all these. I mean, 49.5 for the hurdles. 8.12 in the long jump. You got that, right? No, (laughs) absolutely not. What about Keegan? What was your, what was your best long jump? Keegan? Uh, 7.17 was my best. That was marked, but I went over 7.30 on a scratch. What did you do at Nationals? Do you remember? I jumped a 6.93 at Nationals. Okay. I jumped 7.17 to get to Nationals. Okay. And that was All-American status. Yes, it was. Yeah. So that's that just shows you, like, what 8.12 <laughs> is <laughs> to make it. That's why 8.12 is just, like, ridiculous to me because, like, I think D3, like. It's almost a full meter. Yeah. Yeah, 7.50, I think, 1 D3 or something like, like three that. Three feet. Yeah, I mean, sixteen thirties triple jump. That's that's pretty pretty cray cray too. What was D three winning? Wasn't it like a fifteen fifteen five this year? Yeah. Was that Wilburn that won it? I'm guessing it was Wilburn. It was uh, the kid. Oshkosh. He got set. Uh, yeah, not, I think yeah. you're right. He either won it or he got, he second, got second. But he jumped up into that. He wasn't sitting there, and then in finals right. he had like a. Well, the indoor was the crazy competition of triple jump between Wilburn and then another, the other kid. Yeah, he didn't win. Wilburn didn't win. He got second outdoor. Yeah, the, there was a tall kid. The from, other kid that uh, I think beat him at indoor, or no, Wilburn got him at indoor, and then that guy got him back at outdoor. Okay, I think that guy that we can't remember his name. Yeah, right I can't now, remember. His he name. has a daughter. Does he? And he was taking pictures with her afterwards and stuff. It was kind of cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, geez, this is this is the guy that's using the seven year six seven year cycle for the COVID year. Shout like, out to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that um uh what's his name from uh South Dakota? He's a pole vaulter. Yeah, yeah, I know um, who you're talking about. I can't think of his name. If we're gonna say the other other guy. Chris Nilsson. Nielsen. Yep. Yeah. Chris, Chris Nielsen. Nielsen. Yep. So he actually uh he was on the same team as one of my buddies that I, that I went to high school with that was on my team. And uh, my buddy was telling me that yeah, he was just like Chris, you know, he 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 was this close to quitting. He was so close to quitting track and field. Um and then like, you know, something just clicked. You know, that that just kept him going. Um but throughout the process when he was in college, yeah, he had a daughter too. So and he didn't have the COVID process. <laughs> He didn't have the extra years, and I don't honestly, I don't think he even finished all four years. I think he just went pro. <laughs> <laughs> this was like a three or four year old kid, though. This was like a chorus sized kid that this kid had too. So I was like, okay, good for you, man. That's pretty cool, though, to be able to celebrate something like that with like your a kid and your wife in college. Like that's that's actually pretty. Here's sweet. my question: How hard is it to race walk? Like, I know they have certain things. Like, if your feet are, if like, why don't you try it? No, uh, if you <laughs> just straight away, just <laughs> said no, no, um, Siobhan Allen, by the way, Buffalo state is the name of the triple jumper and, no. uh, Jonathan Wilburn got fourth outdoor, yeah. 
but no, like I know they have certain rules. Like if you're if you have both feet in the air, it's like a strike. If you get like yeah. four of those, then you, you're you off got, or whatever. Yeah, you, you gotta get have DQ'd. you gotta have at least one foot on the ground. But like the qualifying standard for men is 22 minutes for a 5k race walk, and then it goes all the way up to the 20k, which I think I'm not gonna lie, 22 minutes for a 5k. For race walking, for, though, for, like for walking, yeah, that, that's insanely fast. Because that, that's seven not, and a half. That, that's that's seven that's minutes. Like jogging. That's a seven twenty pace five k. That's Egan, jogging. What do you think? Can yeah. you run a twenty two minute five k? Run. This no. is running. Can you run? <laughs> no. <laughs> not right now. Um, yeah, no. There's there's some crazy. Uh, I think a twenty four thirty women's five k race walk. That's that's pretty crazy too. There's, I mean, just on here in general, that's pretty crazy to look at some of this stuff but do the 20k race walk it's only an hour 36 for the standard you got that easy easy keeping no. on his feet for an hour and a half <laughs> no i'd pay to he, see that he's gonna be in <laughs> cowboy boots with his like hat it's and everything hat. just walking around. walking just throwing the race out i think if, i if, think if the, the spurs are touching the ground that means he, he's still he's on the ground, ground. Yeah. <laughs> and that's extra traction too you can push off on that yeah that's smart <laughs> great idea still we're gonna have to we're gonna have to hold you to that. You're gonna do a 200 meter race walk in cowboy boots. 200 200 <laughs> meter. You got that easy. That's <laughs> even easier. Easier. <laughs> That's half a turn. Well, we had a lot of fun today with you, Keegan. Appreciate you jumping on today. Um, we'll have to have you here a couple more times throughout the summer and stuff like that when you're back up or whatever. So um, appreciate that. Uh, everybody, make sure you're out there cheering on your favorite sports. Lots of stuff still going on. Um, track and field championships, baby. Let's go. Uh, cheer loud, Joe Proud. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Thanks.